Welcome to the Shiny Brightly Show. I'm Howard Brown, author, speaker, Silicon Valley entrepreneur, international peacemaker, and yes, a two-time stage four cancer patient survivor and advocate. Each episode will take you from resilience to hope and a whole lot more because shining brightly does make the world a better place. Be prepared to be inspired. Hello, welcome to Shining Brightly. Howard Brown, your host extraordinaire here. I've got an amazing guest. I'm so excited today. Peggy Gleason, welcome. How are you? I am doing great. I'm happy to be here. And thank you so much for the generous invitation. Well, first of all, you are at the core of my heart, a nurse, and we're going to give you a quick bio here. But uh, Dr. Peggy Gleason, this is abbreviated, Duke trained certified integrative health coach. You are also, um, you have a doctoral degree in natural health. You've been a nurse for over four decades and you specialize in critical care nursing. Oh my goodness. Um, and your passion is, passion is coaching nurse, nurses, exploring all dimensions of their lives, physical and emotional. And you've inspired women all over the world and you've got uh, to try to have them live more balanced and living a life of contentment, better health and peace of mind. And you will hear the New York accent, originally from Nyack, New York, but currently living in North Carolina, and your greatest joy coming from your children and grandchildren. So welcome to Shining Brightly, Peggy. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for the introduction. So the talk we're going to talk about is rising from the ashes of burnout. You are a nurse burnout specialist, but what you're going to hear is that for caregivers, for anyone facing any type of health issue or people that just want a more better balanced, uh, rounded life, that you're, this is for you. So rising from the ashes of burnout. So I never heard that term before, uh, Peggy. What is, what is the definition or, or, or nurse burnout? What is it? Well, when we look at burnout, it's a type of exhaustion, like extreme exhaustion, physical strength, emotional strength, uh, maybe you, uh, an exhaustion of motivation. You're not motivated to do anything. Um, and generally, that's like the short abbreviated uh, definition, but it's, it is a result of prolonged stress or frustration. So when you think about it, now, again, you'll, you'll speak to the details, but I know that sometimes a nursing shift can go 12, 12 and a half hours and, um, that's a lot to ask of anyone. And then, then they get some time off. But then in the time of COVID, the, all the rules were broken. You're, they were working 60 hours, 70 hours, 80 hours because of uh, the demand. And uh, that's not normal. That's not healthy. No, it's not. Um, and there's so many other things. It's not just the long, prolonged hours. It's the fact that they kind of feel sort of unappreciated. Uh, and like there's a, a sense of like feeling like not just of justice. Uh, they don't have a feeling of justice. Like, why do I have to work? You know, stay double shift. I'm exhausted. I can't think straight. I haven't been able to eat properly. And they're, they're kind of getting angry at that point. Right. Because they're burnt out. Um, they uh, they don't have resources like nurses today are so short on resources because they're short staffed. So 
they don't have what they need and they don't feel like they have any control over what's happening to them. So it's, it's happening to me as a nurse. They feel like this is happening to me. You know, they don't have control. I would say that a pack of M&Ms and a Diet Coke is not a meal. No, not, not a meal. And then, no. uh, <laughs> I, you know, I always call a nurse's diet, eat on um, grab and go diet. <laughs> and that's what it is. It's a grab and go. You literally run from the bedside to the to the you know room that they share, grab something, shove it down your throat and you get back to the bedside. It's really pretty bad. And I remember doing that for years. I, I know. So, so, so for years. So that, that leads me, you know, you're an expert on this topic. You've have the, the credentials to, to, to do that, but you, you know, as a critical care nurse for 30 years, uh, can you share a little bit more of your story with us? Well, uh, yes, I'd, I'd be happy to. Um, I loved my job. I loved critical care. I always worked with the, the sickest of sick patients. That was my mojo. Give me more lines, more more things to do. And I loved working with the families as well. Like that was important to me. Um, but I did that for, you know, critical care was at least 30 of the 40 years. And um, what I was finding, it wasn't just that we were overworked. This was way before COVID. So I, I can't even relate to how bad it was for them. But I know for myself, it wasn't just my work that was burning me out. It was everything I was doing because I was doing too much. And the reason I was doing too much is because I believed I could. Oh, I can do that. No problem. I'll just add that to the plate. You know, I was I was a mom of three. Um, I had to take care of my family. I had to take care of my aging parents. I was going to school for my doctorate at the time. I was taking care of all the household responsibilities. It was unrelenting. It was constant go, go, go. And if I looked at my day, I'd wake up at like maybe 4.30 or 5. And I like, it was hit the road, run, go do everything you had to do, including work, which was real rollerblading time. And then by, by nighttime, it was, there was still no me time. You know what I mean? Like it just, you'd, you'd pass out to fall asleep and oftentimes not a good night's sleep only to wake up and do the same thing, you know? So what happened to me is I really thought I was, I just didn't let things bother me until I started getting severe migraines every day. And I never missed a day of work, by the way. But they were so severe, I had to see a neurologist every three weeks because they were bad. And um, that, and I had GI issues, but you know, you just, oh, you know, I didn't want to be a pansy about it. But I, I had a wake up call and it was just, wait a minute, I have a standing appointment with a neurologist. Something's wrong with this. That was how I was manifesting burnout because everybody manifests differently. For me, it was GI symptoms, headaches and lack and not sleeping. So I, once I realized it was, I, I had to admit you're burning the candle at both ends for sure. And you need to shift something. And that's when I began learning all the tools and utilizing everything I could. Um, and um, that's the last time I had to deal with it. I never looked back and I made it my mission and my passion to help all of those 
in my footsteps falling. Thank you for sharing. Uh, We're going to get into a little more details on uh, some of the signs of it, but um, I I can't relate because of the judgment that, you know, uh, the nurses have to have, but things start to break down and you are avoiding them. You're ignoring them. Um, I am a self-admitted workaholic and I, my life was out of balance in Silicon Valley. And and my wife put an article down that families that eat dinner together stay together and are more healthy. And uh, I wasn't home. She goes, "How many times you're home for dinner?" I was like, "Never." So uh, not 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 a good thing. So I'm still learning. Um, and then also as a, as a stage four, uh, you know, now colorectal cancer patient and previously a stage four non-Hodgkin's lymphoma patient, I um, I dealt with stresses that I never ever imagined. Uh, you know, that, you know, told to get it there, my affairs in order, but, but from the treatment, from the surgeries, from the side effects um, and the emotions, uh, the physical, the, the mental, the, the, uh, the financial, the, the relationship stuff. So it, it all gets magnified and then things break down. And so um, I will tell you that I probably didn't recognize it either. You, you want to avoid it, ignore it, right? You have something else, then there's something else on the list to do. So um, you, you probably have now become much more of an expert on recognizing those signs. And you could, you could probably talk to someone pretty quickly and recognize uh, that they're, uh, they're spinning out, out of control. Oh, yeah. And, you know, because some people turn to things to self-medicate, so to speak. You might find people, uh, I just need to drink at the end of the day. Then one drink comes to one bottle. You know, it's just they're drinking more, they're eating more. Um, that's one of the things. The physical fatigue is, of course, part of it with the uh, emotional fatigue. Um, insomnia is very common in burnout. Um, lack of motivation. And that's, that's the sad part because generally, I can speak for nurses, we're usually highly motivated. We like what we do. We want to go to work. We want to do the best. Um, so being losing that motivation and being frustrated all the time. Maybe uh, some might feel a sense of failure because they can't do it the way they want to do, especially during COVID. They were, they had such a high workload, a, a heavy workload and high expectations. And hey, you're one person and you might have three COVID patients that are on ventilators. Uh, that's that's crazy, right? Uh, so you look at that and then when you really get to real serious burnout, it's you start having negative feelings about going to work. You, you, you perseverate over it on a Sunday night. If you have to go on Monday, you're like, oh, my God, I have to go back. What, what's going to happen today? Um, and then you start feeling bad towards yourself. Right. And I think one of the worst things with burnout is. And well, I can just address compassion fatigue here because people get compassion fatigue and burnout confused. Compassion fatigue is a part of burnout. And the sad part of that is as nurses, we're so empathetic. We feel everybody's pain. We want to fix everybody, right? That's what we do. That's what we're put on earth to do. But all of a sudden you'll notice um, a, a person who's suffering from burnout will say, I, I just don't have the empathy I used to have and I don't understand it. I just, it's not like I don't care. I just don't feel it. 
And that's the compassion fatigue kicking in. And that's all part of burnout. Well, I would say that, um, you know, my, my mom first and my dad as my first caregiver is my wife. She dropped everything in order to support me and in, in, in going through these long treatments and surgeries and side effects and keeping track and just treating the family, raising a daughter. Um, so I, I like to say my nurses and my caregivers are my superheroes because they put on uh, and they're not. There's a lot of men now. They put on their cape and their, uh, their, their mask and they're, they're there. But how do you maintain that for the amount of hours and pressure and critical decision making? How do you stay fresh? And so I could understand, you make a very good point. Um, people could turn to drinking, they could turn to opioid, they could turn to uh, marijuana. It's legal almost everywhere, right? And there's some goods to that, right? Getting a good deep sleep. But when you over abuse it, then, then you've lost your sense of, of balance and, and keeping track of it. So it's very hard. So, I mean, do you see people that of all flavors that they, they, they burn out real quickly or is it over time or is it just different for, per person? I think it is different for everybody. Like I said, it presents differently. For me, it was headaches, bad headaches. Uh, you know, most people would never have gone to work with those type of headaches. But again, I was, <laughs> I'm just going to overcome everything. You know, that was the way I was. I just kind of heart heavy, very heavy driven. Uh, but I think burnout likely comes more gradually because it's not all at once. Although with COVID, I would say it increased the speed to lightning for burnout because they were getting slammed from every direction. So I think burnout during the pandemic was is very unique um, in comparison to burnout prior to COVID because of the demands and the shortage and the fear of losing their own life uh, or, or bringing something home that would harm or kill their own family. Um, and just the prolonged hours and the demands were just, just awful. So, and it also was traumatic because they nurses had to watch so many people die. I mean, it wasn't, you know, I have a friend, I'll, I'll tell you this one thing. I have a friend that worked in ICU. We worked together in the open heart surgery years ago. And then she went over to the trauma unit. Well, and this was in New York. In the trauma unit, it changed. They changed the unit from the trauma unit to the COVID ventilator, uh, vented patient room. So everybody on in this unit was now on a respirator and at the end of life. And she had to do this day in and day out. She would work. Oh, I, it was uncountable hours because she would always do. She was 12 hour shifts, but they were usually up to 14 hours a day. And she'd always work an extra shift a week. And it was very traumatic. She says, I lost three today. Like, how do you, you know, that's traumatic. And that has to be dealt with. I would say I, I live in, I live in the stage four colorectal cancer world. We're losing people every week. And mm -hmm. it's, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, God knows their time is up, but it doesn't make it any easier. It doesn't mean their life is not less valued, but for, for a nurse, I mean, do you see people just hanging up their, uh, their, uh, they're whites and basically saying, or they're their scrubs and going, you know what, I'm, I'm changing careers. I'd, I'd, I'd rather go serve ice cream at Dairy Queen and, and, and not have to deal with this. That's a very good question because right now studies are showing that 
44% of nurses are planning to leave by this year, by the end of the year. And there's already a huge shortage, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, they've lost. uh, I can't even remember what the statistic was. They've lost so many in the last two years because of fear, because of fatigue, because of burnout. But now they're they're going to be losing a whole lot more this year. They just can't. They just don't want to do it anymore. And that's what I mean by burnout and losing empathy and losing your passion. It's it's a sad, sad tragedy. Yeah, but Peggy, that to me that, you know, I'm, I'm now not in active treatment, uh, but I'm in, you know, surveillance mode here. But for the people that are in our healthcare system, that, I mean, that's the, one of the core foundations is nursing in our healthcare system and in most healthcare systems around the world. So that, that's terrifying to me that if we're going to lose well, that. It, it makes me, it breaks my heart because I spent all those years doing something I love and uh, to see people not have as many years of enjoyment as I had. I mean, I'm not saying it was all roses for sure, but for the most part, I, I so loved being with patients and families and it was, it was good. But again, what, what the nurses are going through today is you can't even describe it and the pain they're going through. They're sad. They're sad. They're they're You know, when you lose passion for something you put your heart and soul into and you don't feel appreciated or respected or, I mean, sadly, out of that 44%, there was uh, quite a large number in that study where I think it was 65% said they had been physically abused by patients and patients' families, which is heartbreaking. I mean, what in the world is going on, right? So, you know, reading that that article was 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 tough. It was really tough. I'm, I'm saddened by that article uh, because it's really a team sport, and everyone's losing their patience, and everyone just you know, instead of you know knowing that the nurse has you know overwhelming you know number of patients to support, and they just think that they're the only ones there. And I I understand that, um, but there's no reason to lose your sense of uh, at least compassion and politeness, um, but people do. Uh, and I'm sure they have, it happens all the time, but to, 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 to you know, yell at your nurse or to uh, even dare strike them, I, I, that's just uncalled for. I, I, I wouldn't, that's unacceptable. I, how, how do you, so now I'm thinking, how, how do you help nurses be, how, how do they even turn around from this? They, of course, you got to recognize that you need help, right? You got to raise your hand. Yes, you absolutely have to admit and recognize that, okay, this is not okay. And you got to look at your whole life. And that's part of what I do is have people look at every part of their life, see what's really going on, because burnout does not affect just one part of your life. It doesn't affect just physical and emotional. Emotional, it will affect financially. Uh, Think about they're burnt out, but they can't leave their job because they need the money. Talk about stress, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they have social stress. They can't even enjoy the people in their lives because they're, they're in such a mess. They're everything. They don't even enjoy that stuff and they don't have time. Um, you have, um, you know, of course, occupational wellness and uh, physical and emotional. And there's, there's like eight different areas that I explore 
and you will see from that document you mentioned you have um, that it's it's coming from you're getting hit from every direction basically when you're burned out, and that's why it's important to not only say okay, I I believe I have a problem now I have to go figure out what's the best way that I can go out there and get help. And I will say anybody with burnout needs to get professional help. You're not, it's not going to just go away. It, that's not how it works. You've been, you've been traumatized. You, you're going through a bad time. Um, if you just try to let it go away by ignoring it, probably get buried somewhere else. Um, so it is important to seek seek professional guidance. Well, sticking your head in the sand is not 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 yeah. not not any solution there. But I, I I'm just imagining that you know you come home you you don't have an ounce of energy for your kids. You don't have an ounce of energy for your significant other, right? Um, you know you you just you're trying to process the day and 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 just you're overwhelmed by it. So um, I, I I think that's a really important piece that, uh, you know, to go get serious professional help. Um, and um, there's probably lots of sources, but you're certainly at least the first nurse burnout coach that I've ever met. Um, do you uh, do you work just with other people in the medical profession or just nurses? Is yes, that no, I, you know, uh, of course, my, um, my URL is the burn, the, the nurse burnout coach.com. But no, I, I will work with other health, any healthcare professional, of course. And of course, caregivers that fit the profile. I mean, I think to me, it's important to take care of them as well. They're going through the same burnout. They're going through the same scenario and they need help too. So no, I don't, I don't shut out anybody else. If, if they really need the help, I'm willing to, I'm very happy to help them in any way I can. So I, I, I want to take the, the moment here because Peggy, you have a free gift, uh, the, the people that are going to be viewing and, uh, and seeing this. Um, talk about this passport to wellness, because we're going to include that on the URL at the, on the screen and um, in the social media posting so people can click on it. What, what, are they gonna, what do they get there? The Passport to Wellness is a document that will help you look at every single part of your wellness. Like you have eight categories and each category is going to ask you questions about yourself. And after that, it's, it's a wonderful way to enlighten you as to what you need to work on first. Now that can lead to, um, I have another program that I do work with and I, I work directly with the clients that um, complete that, you know, that want to go further. And it's called the eight weeks to an online retreat. And it's eight, eight steps to wellness online retreat. And that takes all of that information and you get something every week. And then if you want the coaching with it, then you have me. <laughs> well, that's, that's so a beautiful resource. Yeah, it's a beautiful resource. So I've downloaded it. I'm going to take it uh, as well. I want to you know, take my temperature here. I've, I've got Shiny Brightly book coming out. I've got a book speaking calendar. I'm podcasting. Um, and so it's uh, going to take my temperature here because hopefully I've learned a little bit more about this, uh, this balanced life. I want to share something and I sent this to you and, and you were so touched by it, but I want to read it for our, our, our viewers and uh, the listeners out there. In my book, um, in my uh, acknowledgments, I wrote this, and I'm going to read it verbatim. So it's my unsung heroes. 
I will always be grateful to my infusion room nurses at Dana-Farber Cancer Institute and Beaumont Hospital, Rose Cancer Center, Farmington, Boston, uh, Botsford Infusion Centers. It takes a special person to administer intravenous chemotherapy day in and day out to cancer patients. You've welcomed me in in such a good spirited manner as Hobro, you gave me a nickname, for endless hours I was there to uh, be able to endure your compassionate care. Serving men and women as you do each day is such a difficult calling, especially since you inevitably get to know many of, of us cancer patients who end up dying. May their memories be a blessing for those who knew and loved them. And um, that is so heartfelt to me because the nobility of nursing is you doing it for the care of people. It, it's, 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 it's a calling and it's, it's the care. And for people to lose that or to harbor resistance or not want to get out of the bed each day, that's painful. That's painful for me because you're, you go to nursing school, you train, you learn, and, and you, you do it for all the best reasons. And um, to hear the facts and figures, I think we got to sound the alarm um, and, and get some people some serious help. And you're doing that. And I'm grateful that you offer that service. Um, please give uh, uh, any concluding remarks you want. And also, how can people get in touch with you, Peggy? I am going to provide you with a link to give your followers. And it will be, um, I, will have, I will have it ready tomorrow. It's actually a, a specific way to get in touch with me. It's a one-minute video. It will give you some information. It will tell you exactly how to schedule, um, schedule a quick interview with me. Excellent. So we'll include the nurse burnout link. We're going to include the link to the uh, the assessment, the the passport to wellness. A lot of good good stuff here. Peggy, I want to just thank you for being here. Nurses are, play a special role in my life, and uh, you've now just even made that stronger. Even though we're sounding the alarm a little bit, but people need to go get help. Peggy, thank you. You've shown brightly here today. I want to wish you the best. I want to have you back in a little while after the books come out and um, and talk some more. But thank you for all you're doing for our, our nurses and our medical professionals and others that need help to understand how to deal with burnout. Um, what an amazing guest you are. And thank you for all you do. Oh, Howard, thank you so much. I feel very, very honored to be on your show. I really do. And I mean that from my heart. And your words whew, got me all teared up. But uh, God bless. And, and I thank you again for being a guest for me to be a guest on your show. It was wonderful. Thank you. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Shining Brightly with me, Howard Brown. Come interact with me at shiningbrightly.com. And remember, keep on shining.